The prophecy no. says. The prophecy no. says that three women Mm-mm. on the tenth year. No, nope, never. Of what? No. The world will end. Well, hello everybody. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbshit. And you're listening to Crash on My Couch. Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet. Of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. This week on Crash on My Couch... We talk about how B.O.B. thinks the world is flat... We talk about a civilization lost in time. And we finish all up with the Kardashians. Yep, we talk about the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> this week and more on Crash, Crash on My, my couch. couch. Well, hey, hey guys. guys. Welcome back to Crash on My Couch. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Derbyshire. And we're hanging out. I feel weird introducing ourselves now. Did we introduce ourselves last week? Um, I feel like we never introduce ourselves anymore. I feel like we do that all the time. Hi, I'm Arden. And you're Will. And we like long walks on the beach and hanging out with friends and family. I feel like we do that a lot, though, don't we go... Maybe we do, and do I'm the, just... Do the whole intro thing? Well, we do intro every week. We do we do talk into the microphone and intro it every week. <laughs> we do do that. But I, I don't remember, like, saying my name last week. I just, you know, just love hearing my name said We should loud. do that comedy bang bang thing where they, like slightly change their name every time yes like stunt rocket man yeah instead of scott ackerman you could be like oh my gosh what could you have i don't even be? know garden hicks garden hose garden hose i'm garden hose and this is you're gonna have a tough time coming up my one bill marby sure marble sh- shore no, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not even going to try to do <laughs> I, it. I'm, I was watching her trying to do it, and I just, it was not going well. Even in my own head, I knew it wasn't going <laughs> to, eh, it wasn't going to end up okay. But uh, either way, hi, welcome back. Good to, good to see you guys here, you guys again. <clears throat> actually, we're not hearing you at all. We're just hearing ourselves. But still, good to be here. Um, we're actually back in the studio today, like professional people. Profesh. Yeah. Shout out to Emma, who's sitting across from us listening to our dumb words. Um, and we're enjoying it. It feels, I feel, I, I walked in and I was like, I feel like Howard Stern. Like, I feel like I'm like about to dig into some real truths when we're in like an actual studio. Like when we're in our living room, we're like, hey guys, so we're really tired this week. <laughs> we've, had a, we've had a really long week and this has all been nuts and blah, but like when we're in a studio. But now it's like, yeah. We're like, drinking like lattes. Now we're like, <laughs> we were just joking before the podcast about doing like a detective Serial, so Sarah Koenig, like... I'm not kidding. I really think that we should. Like, I think we should do, like... I don't know if you guys have watched American Vandal, which is our new favorite show on Netflix. Um, But it's, like, basically mocking the new wave of crime documentaries that have become really popular on Netflix and and Hulu. Mm. It's hilarious because it's... uh, What's the what's the guy's name? Oh, Jimmy Tatro. Jimmy Tatro. It's Jimmy Tatro playing like this ne'er do well idiot in high school, and like, but someone taking it really seriously, like yeah. Sarah Koenig, and like trying to figure out if he committed a vandal. Yeah, a he vandalism. Gets, he gets accused of spray painting twenty seven dicks, dicks <laughs> on cars, on cars, basically on like the student faculty <laughs> parking lot, and as a result, he gets expelled, and it's this like little guy like trying to. Find justice. Trying for him. to find justice for it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's shot in the same way as like a 
a Netflix crime documentary. Like a Making a Murderer or one of those. Um, so we're going to do the same thing, but turn it into a podcast format where we just like Great. rip the shit out of Sarah Koenig, even though she's like my goddess. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, I think we should. Yeah. And our thing will be like, who stole the grilled cheese? And we'll go through three. Who stole the grilled cheese? Who stole the grilled cheese? And we'll go through like three hour long <laughs> podcasts just trying to figure out who stole the grilled cheese. Anyway, so that's what we've been talking about this morning. Um, uh, good times, good times. Do you want to get into the first segment? Yeah, let's, okay. let's talk about it. So, our first segment today is... is weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. It's the Weekly Idiot. Yeah, it is. Tell us who's stupid today, Will, other than me. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you all about it. Okay. So, um, popular rapper Bob or B.O.B. Is it B.O.B. <laughs> or is it Bob? I say B.O.B. because there are periods in between each letter. So I'm assuming that you're supposed to call him B.O.B. Also, calling him Bob makes him feel like not a rapper. Yeah, just Bob. Bob. Well, also because I think of Bob the drag queen. But anyways, keep going. That's true. I think of Bob from Twin Peaks. Oh. Ew. <laughs> um, so, B.O.B., is a rapper you might know him from his hit single with Haley Williams. And in the airplane, he's in the, the night sky, sky like shooting stars. Um, popular song about 25 years ago. <laughs> um, what if it actually was 25 years I, ago? I don't know what he's been doing since then. Apparently, trying to. But I do know now. Uh, basically, popular rapper Bob claims that the world is flat. Good. And he's going to try and find some money to prove it. Okay. So he's been quite outspoken about this in the past. Why? You know. Uh, does the article say, like, where his, like, why he feels so strongly about it? Um, you know what? Let me let me get some facts for you. Let me get some facts okay. for you. Also, where is it, what website is this article from? This isn't from a specific article currently. This is from a GoFundMe page, which is where he's trying to find money in order to do the research to prove that the world is flat. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, it's kind of the same with any, like, flat-earth person. They kind of just throw out a number of really elaborate... Reasons. Reasons. But it doesn't... But realistically, in the grand scheme of things, does it really matter if the Earth is flat or so, if it's round, even though it's obviously round? Well, here's the thing. So, I found a Guardian article from the 26th of January 2016. Um, so, this was, you know, over a year ago now, almost two years ago. He's still trying and, to... And then he was talking about the flat-earth thing. Really? Yeah. I feel like I remember him being in the news for being a flat earther. So this is what he said. No matter how high in elevation you are, the horizon is always eye level. Sorry, cadets. I didn't want to believe it either. How stupid are you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry if any of our listeners believe in flat earth stuff, but no, I'm not. Because you have to be really dumb to he believe like, that's he, true. And he posted a picture. was like, the seeds in the background are approximately 16 miles apart. Where's the curve? Please explain this. Does he not understand how large the Earth is? Like, does he really expect to, like, run really fast and, like, suddenly feel the curvature of the, like, Earth underneath him? He shut down any and all attempts from followers to question his evidence, turning their questions about his theories back on them. When one user asked how no edge of the Earth had been discovered, if it were indeed flat, Bob responded, have you been to the edge, or is that what your science book told you? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Now I'm going to call him Bob because he deserves to be called Bob. Um, <laughs> Bob, uh, have you been to the edge of the earth? Yeah. Because I don't think you have because the edge of the earth doesn't exist, you dummy numbnut. 
Neil deGrasse Tyson's like chiming on Twitter and like having this debate with him. Oh. All you can do is sigh. So anyway, cut to last week, I think, last two weeks. He has made a GoFundMe to prove that the world is in fact flat. Do you think he's just trolling and he's just like going to keep the money? Well, he's looking for a million dollars. I don't know why you would need that amount of money to prove you, that the world is flat. Well, you don't because it's not going to happen because the world isn't flat. So <laughs> apparently it's to launch multiple weather balloons and satellites into space for experimental exploration. Bob has donated 1K to the cause to get it going and will be keeping you updated with a step-by-step documentation of the process. Is he really only donating... He's only donating a $1,000 to his own cause. Yeah, well, you know what the terrifying thing is? What? In 18 days... Actually, this is going to come bad. In 18 days, he's raised $6,000, which is still upsetting when you think about it because that's uh, 199 people that have donated money to proving that the world's flat. But you know what? You know what? Actually, here I'm going to spin this. Ready for my spinning? If if all the flat earthers that really did believe that this was like a conspiracy theory that people should be buying into donated money, all dozen of those people <laughs> decided that was a good idea. Um I don't I don't see what's wrong with that. It's like, you know what? If you want to spend your money in a really stupid way, go for it. If you want to pay to be proven wrong, have fun because that's the thing if he ultimately made the goal of a million dollars which he will not but even if he did all he's gonna do is have a bunch of weather balloons flown up that will then prove without a shadow of a doubt that the world is fucking round how do you even get that mixed up yeah you know what i mean so it's like fine yeah if you want to be a dummy dum-dum and like you know pay money to that cause sure you're literally paying to have money thrown back in your face I, I suppose the big thing he's looking for and this is kind of his like was <laughs> like his campaign speech is he oh, keeps no. saying i'm looking for the curve show me the curve i'm so, looking for the curve show, show me, me the, the curve. curve where's the curve he can't see the curve that's the big that's the big thing but what does he think i've always uh, <laughs> what <laughs> it's like have you been on the have you been on the plane Bob? <laughs> Have yeah. you been have you, in the air? Have you been in? Have you been on a plane, Bob? That didn't disprove his theory, though. But it does, just because there's a whole like operating a plane. You have to you have to operate in a certain way that that pays mind to the curvature of the Earth. Like the entire every satellite, everything that is orbiting Earth is constantly having to like have some sort of algorithm that keeps it in line with the curvature of the Earth. So like, why would we need any of that stuff if the if the Earth was just flat? I don't know. Uh, These are all big questions. But you know what? Like, if you're going to try and debate with him, he's just going to... Be stupid back. Be, be annoying back. Like, he's one of those people that, like, like I'll pretend to be Bob and you can pretend to be a person that actually, you know, believes in science. Okay. So, hi, my name's um, Garden Hose, and I... Hi, Bob. And I believe that the Earth is round. Okay, I believe the Earth's flat, and you're wrong, so... Why am I wrong? Suck a dick. Is that um, really? He's just going to go, yeah, suck a dick? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he'll say. Oh, that's rude, first of all, Bob. Okay. And I'll suck a dick if I want to, not because you're telling me to. Okay. And also, you're wrong again. I'm not wrong. The world is flat. You don't know that, and neither do I, so I'm going to assume it's flat. Right. So your assumption is more important than my assumption. All those satellite pictures. Yeah. You know, the the hundreds of satellite pictures we have. The thousands of of pictures. Yeah. Yeah, they're all fake. None of them are real. Why, why aren't they real, Bob? Because they're trying to hide the fact that the world's flat. Why? I don't know. You need to ask the government about that. 
See, that's where it, that's where it falls apart for me. Why the fuck does the government give a shit if the Earth is flat or not? I know, I know. <laughs> you gotta you gotta keep keep asking those questions, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. So anyway, I don't think we're gonna get anywhere with this, but regardless, I, I Bob. Got- He's a dummy. He's a, he's the, the weekly new, idiot. Newly titled Bob. Bob is a weekly idiot. Yeah. But also, like, I just part of me feels like he's doing this because he's so irrelevant now that he has nothing left to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't normally I don't throw that around very lightly because I don't I think like the concept of being irrelevant is stupid because there are many talented people that just kind of like hang back in the wings and are really talented on their own. They don't need like worldwide recognition to be like important. Mm. But at the same time, he's the type of guy who is. Maybe like talented. I don't. I never really liked his music, so I don't really know what the dealio if, was with him. If he came out with an album just about flat Earth theories, I'd listen, I'd to, listen it. to it. Yeah, no, I'd yeah. listen to it for sure. Yeah, I might even get down to it. I would. I mean, don't get he should too release, low like, to the ground. He should really. <laughs> he should release yeah. like a trap, a trap music song, like this big, huge kind of club banger, just about how the world's flat. Yeah. And, but like, make it really subtle. So like, it'll be like boom, da da da, ba boom, ba da da da. Earth is flat. Do ba do ba da da. Yeah, because that's 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 really subtle. Yeah, that's really subtle. Da da da, but it's not round. Moon's fake. Moon's fake as well. Yeah, most flat earthers also believe the moon's fake. Do I know that's that's just a big assumption? Me just lumps in every conspiracy theory. thing as well. You also think that the world's hollow. It's hollow. Oh my god! Yeah, we did do the hollow Earth theory, didn't we? Oh, throwback, cute. So anyway, oh. but all I'm saying is, I think this is um, this is just a grasp at relevancy. That's what I was trying to get at with that whole thing. Like, I don't believe in relevancy. I think it's stupid. But at the same time, I think that he has nothing else going for him. But like, there are <laughs> other ways to be relevant. You don't have to. Yeah, but look how much he's like. We're talking about him on a podcast. Like, look how much recognition he's getting for it. And if people are giving this GoFundMe. Who's to say that he's actually going to use any of that money? Take that cash and run. No, exactly. He's probably just like, oh, man, I already bought my fifth gold yacht, and now I'm in debt. Damn it. I, I don't think he has five gold yachts. <laughs> no, I don't think he does either. <laughs> <laughs> that song, Aeroplanes, was a big hit, but it was a long time ago. So. What else was he in? What other songs is he? I couldn't, I couldn't tell I could name one song, Aeroplanes. You know what? I'm going to look. Let me, let me just look it up. Was he in a Bruno Mars song? I mean, everyone's in a Bruno Mars song. I was, for all I know, in a Bruno Mars song. <laughs> you were in a Bruno Mars song. We're like, whoa, that is Will's in a suit dancing to Uptown Funk. That's <laughs> so weird. I did not. Wow, huh? No, I mean, he has some, like, big, like... What are they? Give me well, a Well, I can't... I, I don't know... I, I don't even know the names. It's like, I, I don't know the actual song. Well, what are the names? You have Aeroplanes, which has 156 million... Hits on we know that one. Then you have Headband with Two Chains. Is that ringing any bell? Don't remember that one. Nothing on You featuring Bruno Mars. That's what it was. Nothing on you, baby. Yeah, not, nothing yeah, on you, babe. Nothing on you, babe. All right, so we're banging it out. And the other one's so good. So, so good. good, so good, so. Good. No, it's not <laughs> <laughs> Really, it wasn't good enough. Okay. That was a better so good. Well, Ooh. anyway. Moving on. Well, we're done with this. We've talked about that Arden. for such a long time. What's our next segment? Okay, our next segment is uh, a part of Go Science. Go Science. Go, Go science. science. And we're going to be talking about something uh, pretty crazy. This is on Mental Floss. And actually, one of our lovely listeners, Phoebe, sent us this article on Twitter. So thank you, Phoebe, for sending this on over. 
Um, she said, y'all got to discuss this on the podcast. I'm shook. Thank you, Phoebe. I'm sorry that you're so shook. We're about to be shook. Yeah, we're about to be shook down to our core. So let's do it. Okay, so this article, the title is The Stone Age People of North Sentinel Island. And this is very interesting to me because um, basically I'm just going to read the beginning of this and then I'll talk a little bit about it and about how fascinating I find this. Okay. (laughs) There are very few truly uncontacted peoples left in the world. That is, people who have never been colonized or settled or had their mineral rights exploited, who know virtually nothing of the outside world and about whom the outside world knows virtually nothing about. One of these communities live on North Sentinel Island at the tip of the Andaman? Okay, sure. Um, Between India and Malaysia to the east, protected by a jagged reefs, rough seas, and a reputation for shooting outsiders with arrows... There have been relatively few serious attempts to contact the Sentinelese. Sentinelese. Those that have been have failed. Even gifts and peaceful offerings left ashore by anthropologists and Indian government officials have been answered with a hail of arrows. When one such landing party actually made it to shore, the islanders simply vanished, seeming to melt into the jungle. They were killed. Well. Wait, wait. Wait, no, no, no. The, the, the people they were trying to explore... I see. Melted in the dungeon. Since the late 90s, the official policy of the Indian government has been to leave the Sentinelese alone. Still, that hasn't stopped accidental run-ins from occurring. Back in 2006, a boat carrying two fishermen accidentally drifted into the shallows of North Sentinel, and the fishermen were killed. When a helicopter was dispatched to retrieve the bodies from the beach, the islanders chased it away with arrows. Here's what we know. There are between 50 and 200 of them. They don't have writing. They don't know how to make fire. Observations made by landing parties in deserted villages have concluded that the Sentinelese wait for lightning strikes, then keep the resulting embers burning as long as they can. That is mental. That's mental. We know nothing of their language. Videos exist of the Sentinelese taken by anthropologists from distant vantages. This one consists mostly of footage from the 70s and features a gift of coconuts being made to the islanders. And the islanders' response, arrows fired at the anthropologist's boat, and a great deal of rude dancing and genital waggling aimed in their direction. There's a whole video of them just wagging their, waggling their dicks at anthropologists. Isn't that crazy that, like, we, there are, like, cultures and, you know, people like that that exist that are just lost, like, lost in ancient... Yeah. The ancient world. Oh, yeah. But we're not done yet. We've still got a little... Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not done yet. Another isolated Andamanese tribe, the Jirawa, have somewhat recently decided to stop murdering those who attempt to contact them. Cool. And in a startling about-face, now seem to love frolicking with the outsiders who come to the beach to study them. So... There are another people, right? There are another clan of people. There are another clan of people that had the same mentality for such a long time, where anytime someone would try to come up on them, they'd be like, yo, want an arrow up your ass? Because I'll gladly oblige. Um, And that's just how they they did their business for, like, a very long time. And now they're finally... There must have been, like, a shift in power or something, because now they're finally wanting to chat with people. But the Sentinelese are still shooting arrows and waggling their dicks at anyone who tries to come up on them. Interesting. Can you imagine, though, like, how terrifying it would be as, as like, someone who had no idea, like, no concept of technology or any kind of, like, outside contact? How terrifying it would be to have, like, a motorboat come up to your shore. Yeah. You don't even know how to create fire. Now, that's the crazy thing. Like, I feel like fire is 
I, I'm surprised they don't know how to make fire. Well, it's like a step in the evolution of humankind. Yeah. That fire, once we discovered fire, then it was like you have dominion over the earth in a weird way because you can. Yeah, I'm just surprised like they haven't. They keep the embers as long as they can. But they that's haven't like, by accident like, made fire or like they haven't stumbled across it. I mean, or, the thing is, it know. doesn't appear that there have been anthropologists that have been able to like explore these people because they just shoot them with arrows if they try to come near them. Their world would get a lot easier if they they realized how to make fire. Yeah, it'd be so, yeah it's so funny. Like, I can just imagine like this guy like trying to contain these embers from like a lighting thing. And then some guy turns around next to him and just starts cooking up a fire and he's like, wait. What? what did you do there? And he's like, yeah, I just found, like, this, like, little... <laughs> I found this weird little, like, I don't know. It's, like, a little magic fire box. It's just weird. When you look, it's just a big lighter that someone had just, like, dro- <laughs> dropped out of, or like, a flint. boat. just flint. He's like, yeah, this piece of, like, kind of, like, I don't know, like... It was this weird stone. I tried to eat it, and it didn't It didn't taste very good. So then I threw it on the ground, and it sparked. And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to throw it on a bunch of ground. And then fire started. And then the guy's like, wait, so you... Hold on, you're telling me... We could have had this the this whole time? time. time. We had fire. Bill, you dick. Why didn't you yeah. tell any of us? Because I don't know. I just thought it was lightning. I don't know. I just thought it was rock lightning. Lightning rock. Sorry. <sighs> yeah, it would probably make their life so much easier. So much easier. I like how that's what you're hung up on, just like fire in general. But just imagine if this tribe just let one person in with an iPad. Imagine giving a village an iPad. They wouldn't know what the fuck to do with it. Yeah, just even just like taking someone out for the day into like the middle of New York City. Oh my gosh. Well, this wait. When, what did they say? It's um, it's off of India, right? Between India and Malaysia. It's kind of like the village. You ever watch the village and like Shyamalan? Movie? Yeah, like one of the only good and like Shyamalan movies. Um, <laughs> I loved the village. Uh, yeah, that was a really cool. Concept. Uh, I feel like I have to give away the twist. I've given away the twist. I've given a little, little, little Well, it is a very old it's movie. It's an old movie, guys. So, you know what? If you haven't seen The Village and you're like planning on watching it tonight because that's just something you've got you decided up, to do, then <laughs> then turn turn your headphones slash MP3 player off right now. <laughs> MP3 player. Um, your Zune. Turn your turn Zune your off, Zune off right, now. right now. Yeah. Um, the Village is a movie where. It takes place kind of in like a little medieval village. Wait, what what year would you say it's set in? Um, it looks like early America, so like colonial times. So it's like kind of colonial and it's kind of like a, I guess it's like horror thriller. Basically oh, for sure. it's like these monsters at night come into the town and basically start abducting people, I think. And if you leave uh, this this village and you go into the forest, like the surrounding forest around them, you'll basically be taken away by one of these monsters. Yeah. Anyway, that kind of takes the back burner um, because you realize actually what's going on and it's kind of like a conspiracy. But the big twist at the end of the film is like a number of the people end up fleeing the village and they go through the forest. Like the first time anyone's ever done it, they go all the way through. Is it just one girl? Oh, yeah, it's just one girl. She's, She's blind. blind. She's, She's blind. blind. So it's this blind girl who uh, she's stumbling through the forest and she hits this wall and she ends up kind of scaling the wall and she realizes that the entire time they've been in like like a park, right? Or like a... Yeah, they've been like in a closed-off area. Closed-off forest this entire time, and it's actually set in modern day, so she like stumbles into like modern-day traffic. Yeah. And that's the big twist of the film. Like the entire time... So it's, good. These, these, it's about these people that like were really disillusioned with the world, the current world, and decided to make 
a village, like an old colonial village, to go back to like the old times when so things were easier. Yeah, like, so you didn't have technology and they kind of like... But the people weren't aware of it in the town. So yeah. people were just born into it. It's a really cool idea. Yeah. It's quite shocking at the end because yeah. you're really not expecting it. But this is very similar to this situation. Yeah. Because, we're villaging these people. Yeah. But, gonna... <laughs> but they've seen planes and stuff, right? So I wonder what they think... They have, but I'm sure they think it's like... They might think it's like some weird air bird... Giant airbird, giant metal airbird. I don't know. Like, how do you explain it? Like, if I was a kid that was just left on an island that, and I never got to see any, like, I had no idea what the outside world was like. If I just saw like a giant metal thing flying through the air, I'd be like, "That's a really weird bird." Yeah, I guess you yeah, just think it's you know? a giant animal. Yeah, or a giant animal, or like some weird. I don't know. Yeah, you just think it's something weird that just like showed up. So I'm sure that's why they get so freaked out by like all the like boats and stuff coming up. To their shore because they're like who are you like, why are what, why are you driving your... that alien spaceship yeah what are you doing it's i mean it's the same thing if like for example like if suddenly aliens came to our planet and we're like by the way we have the cure for death and also we can see in every direction we can see future past present constantly we live in the moment <laughs> we'd be like huh <laughs> what do you mean you can do that and then like they touch our forehead and we'd be like we see like the full expanse of the universe we'd be like it's okay. like that with villagers. So a science fiction film. Right. So my yeah, my new concept for a science fiction film. But what I'm saying is like it must be mind blowing to like just see anything. Yeah. Anything. I wonder if a lot of stuff like washes up on shore though, that they're like, oh like just, I mean, to think they've never had the sweet taste of a of a hamburger. Oh. Struggles. They've never had a burger. Never had French fries. They've never had French fries. Think about that. <laughs> of all the things, they've never had penicillin. Will <laughs> they? They've never had antibiotics. <laughs> but yes, they've also never had French fries. They, they, they. I just want an old school Playboy magazine to wash up on their shore. That's where I want my rom com to start. Yeah, like a, a, a 1994 Playboy Playboy wait, special. Wait, yeah. Can we make a buddy comedy? Yeah. Where just a bunch of Playboys, like a big, big box of Playboy magazines just shows up on like a deserted island with islanders that they, have never seen the outside world. They've, they they don't know anything of, of film and television. No. They don't know about Game of Thrones. Imagine wow. living in a world where you, you don't, don't know, know about Game of Thrones. don't know the mother of dragons, yeah. Daenerys Targaryen. They, they don't know anything about that. They haven't seen Harry Potter. That's even more upsetting than they, anything. They don't know anything about it. They don't, they, it hasn't even come into their head. <laughs> hasn't even been unleashed to them. Of course, it hasn't. All, all these things. Imagine, <laughs> imagine all the things we know. On top of that, they wouldn't be able to understand any of it. They speak a different language than anyone else. So you get you get someone from the uh, the clan, bring them over to, to the UK, US, mm-hmm. sit them down. What's the first thing you show them? What's the first thing you show them? The first thing I show someone who's never seen anything yeah. from the first thing you show them? modern sit, world. You sit down on your sofa. Perhaps there's a TV in front of you. You can put anything on the television. What do you put on? Full House. You put on Season f- 3, Episode 4. Nice. No, nice no. Nice and specific. No, I don't, I don't even know what that episode is. Someone else find it for me. I would put on, like, Blue Planet or Planet Earth. So they could at least see like an expanse. That's, that's, a, that's a really that's a nice idea. Well, because then it's visual. It's not also because they can't understand anything. Like if you tried to like show them a movie, they don't understand cu- cultural norms either. So they wouldn't understand like a romantic comedy. They'd be like, "Why is that? Why are they sucking face like that? Like what is that? Why is that person like? Yeah, why why are they sucking face? 
why are they why they be sucking face <laughs> that's the first thing they're gonna say at a romantic comedy. why they be sucking face why they be sucking face but no like they wouldn't understand any of the cultural norms so you'd have to like start at a very universal basis so my universal basis would be like let's show them the world and then narrow it down let's show them the world you know and then narrow it down first song ooh airplanes by B.O.B. <laughs> I mean you'd have to <laughs> airplanes by B.O.B. yeah first song Beautiful Girl by um, Sean Kingston. By Sean Kingston. <gasps> Just Beautiful Girl, but the remix. There's a remix? There's, oh, babe, is there a remix? Yeah, there's a remix. <laughs> Were we going to get that on vinyl at one point? I think you put, like, the Beatles on or something. White album. Beatles white Yeah, album. or something, like, really iconic. like. Welcome to the Jungle. Full blast. <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> I don't know what you would... I don't know. Or you give them a very traditional Indian song and hope that it somehow, like, is similar in some way to their own culture or language. Yeah, that's true. You try and find, like, the nearest type of music which would which would fit. Yeah, because they're really close to Malaysia and India, so you would hope that they have, like, some kind of Got it. connection to either of those countries. Interesting. Who knows? They might be really big Bollywood fans. <laughs> We just didn't know it. They have a secret bunker filled with Bollywood movies. Yeah, they have, like, they, like, see, they, we put on a Bollywood movie, and all of a sudden, like, they have a that serene moment where, like... Like, Yeah, and all of a sudden, they, that's the thing. They're like, oh, or or you put it on, they're like, next. It <laughs> is amazing, though. <laughs> all things aside, we're looking at it, it is incredible that, that they're so divided from the rest of the world. It's so also, it, it's just crazy to me because, like, we have such first world problems constantly. Yeah. Like, such first world problems all the time. Their problems are like, oh, my other toe got infected. I gotta get rid of that one now. You know what I mean? Like, that's not even, I'm like, oh, my nail broke. I gotta go get that redone. Yeah, but there must be the kind of, like, interpersonal things happening in the, in the class. Do you think so? Do you think there's drama? I, I would, I would. I feel like that's... Uh, I'd watch that reality show. A, ...a natural thing, like, with a group of people from 50 to 200 people. Like, there's going to be some sort of... Uh, Can you imagine being... Personal drama. I can't imagine being stuck with the same 200 people uh, my entire life. Oh, my God, that's awful. Yeah. Ugh. That's the biggest sorrow that I feel for them. Not even just being completely isolated from the rest of the world, but just having to deal with the same 200 people for their entire lives. Yeah, it's like they don't. Yeah, they just. I can barely stand my next door neighbor, and I don't even know them. Like and the best looking people will have to ma- like marry the best looking people. Like there's nobody. Oh, honey, you know this is incest central. Oh gosh. Yeah, sorry, it's definitely incest central. There's no. I mean, like there are only two hundred people. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess if there are like a couple families, it doesn't have to. But if you want to propagate the land, you know, continue building up the 200 people 200 people it's it was like a graduating class at a small high school wow how many people were in your graduating high school in my year yeah like 70 people whoa oh wow you went to a tiny school yeah. so double that amount no triple that amount and you're right around the same so like the your high school basically no i had 70 people like 70 people in my year group but then we had uh year groups for like for since like the age of like eight no, since like six, you go to my school. What about your high school though? Because we consider high school like four years. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, I guess we didn't really call it that. It was no. It was I'm just... saying, but like, how many people are in your high school? Like, if you had, if you had to say, like, 
your because what's your what is it six form or so, so. that's what I'm saying we didn't really have a, a no you don't have a distinction there's, oh, it's, just so a tough, Will, it's, it's just a school I just want to relate to you and I can't it's I just, feel like I'm it's on the island by myself <laughs> oh, god fuck we didn't have that just trying I'm your, really trying your weird methods alright well let's move on <laughs> let's <laughs> let's move on to our final last yes amazing segment that I can't wait to talk about okay I think it's time to go to Conspiracy Camp. Whoop whoop. But let's go. Okay, guys, this is a Vox article. I'm so excited about this because we never, we don't really very often get trashy on this podcast. We we tend to talk about like we just talked about a lost society, you know. We're on the up and up for the most part. Yeah, I'm really glad we were talking about that really poignant. Um, <laughs> lost ancient tribe and now we're going on talking about well what are we what are we talking well, about the, the Kardashians the Kardashians yeah so we are going to talk about the Kardashians there you go. we are going to I'm so sorry if this is the 50th time that you've heard about the Kardashians today I never want to be the source of contra- of not, not Kardashian knowledge yeah I don't want to be like the source of Kardashian knowledge but also like this just fit into conspiracy camp and it's hilarious to me so like I want to talk about it. Is there is there a, a Kardashian knowledge? Uh, can you blend two words together? Car- can, I mean, knowledge is Car- technically a Kardashian yeah, word because it true. starts with a K. It's true. So technically, knowledge is already Kardashian worthy. Totally. Do you think like they they just try and say things that begin with a K? Like she's like. Clearly, they, they like they just like make everything okay. Like even when they write, what if when they wrote? Have we ever seen them actually? Like has you mean croate? I don't know. Just, I'm saying I like C's. W. Like I think C's and K's because they already like fucked up C's for no, everyone. What I'm saying is, what if they got their own language? They no, no, but, no. But what you're not. No, what I'm saying is that if they wrote a book, do you think they would replace all the C's with K's? If they haven't, they like, should. Currently, Kylie <laughs> is cruising. <laughs> In Cabo, <laughs> like in Calabasas with a K. Yeah, Calabasas, the city of Calabasas, should actually like change the letter, don't you think? K. Yeah, I think they should because it's basically Kardashian city. Anyways, okay, can we talk? Let's talk about the conspiracy now. Okay, uh, this is a Vox article, and I gotta say, Vox is one of my favorite news sites because they are they do a lot of very cool political stuff, but then occasionally they just like dredge down into the gutters with the rest of us to talk about the Kardashians. Like, I live for it. Um, But anyways, okay. The triple Kardashian pregnancy conspiracy theory explained. Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, and half-sister Kylie Jenner are all pregnant. Some people think that Kris Jenner planned it. And by some people, that means everyone. And by think, they mean we know that she planned it. (laughs) Because I swear to God, like, it wouldn't surprise me if Kris Jenner, like, hands out their birth control to them just you know what i mean like like it wouldn't surprise me if she's like so in control of their lives (laughs) that like everything is monitored everything has got to be calculated to some degree though doesn't it i think it just has to be it has to be because you're just this the silent public eye that like you think that like pregnancy because they have like they must have the most outrageous schedules right they because they're all constantly doing like a million things and they're everywhere at any given time there's like a million of them like, well, now there's about a billion of yeah. them because they're procreating. So, but they they must have to just work that shit out beforehand, right? Well, Kris Jenner has to. She's momager, bro. They all have, like... Did I tell you that I think I saw Kylie Jenner's assistant while I was in London Heathrow Airport, though? 
Yeah, you did tell me that. I'm In fact, nearly, you texted me about that. I texted you. But, I'm nearly positive I saw her. But you know, I sat next to Kylie and Kendall on a plane. When did you sit next to Kylie and Kendall on a plane? I was coming from Vegas one year, and they were they were literally sitting in front of me, like just like How in lo- front of Wait, me. Wait, is this pre? Is this pre? Face work, Kylie Jenner. No, no, no. Post face work. Post face work. When? How long ago? Like three years ago, four years. Before ago. we started dating. Yeah. Oh, her face wasn't totally there yet then. It it, it pretty much was. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I would have loved to have seen like the transition phase. It was crazy. They were just there on my flight. It was like, wow. what are you doing here? And you didn't hit up Kendall? <laughs> nah, I was Kendall's like, like your ideal woman. I was <laughs> like, like, Kendall, what up? Kendall, what up? You tall, I'm tall. Let's make tall babies. <laughs> that wasn't your first instinct? In fact, that's what. That's exactly what I said. And then she got you t- kicked then, off the plane. I, yeah, and then I missed my flight. Yeah, yeah, because she kicked you off the plane because yeah. it was so disgusting. Okay, well, here we go. Let's talk about this conspiracy now. According to reports from TMZ... Three of the Kardashian-Jenner extended family are now pregnant just in time for the 10th anniversary of Keeping Up with Kardashians. So that alone, the fact that they're all three pregnant on the 10th anniversary. That is fucking wild. Uh Uh-huh. And according to a rumor posted to the blind item gossip site Blind Gossip, family matriarch Kris Jenner has been planning for this occasion for at least three years. In the never-ending quest for ratings and attention, this TV maven is trying to get the cast on the show excited about a new storyline. Why are you talking about the lives of your daughters as storylines? I mean, that's the problem right there. Three of the women on the show, all pregnant, at the same time, exclamation point. And wait, whoa, whoa. Blind Gossip wrote that in 2014. Whoa. Three years ago. Whoa. And all of a sudden now. It's it, happening. It's happening. The reckoning. Dude, this isn't even a conspiracy. This is real. Are we going to get in trouble for talking about this? It's happening. Dude, they're going to come for us, just so you know. Now Kim Kardashian is allegedly expecting a child with husband Kanye West via a surrogate. Okay. Kylie Jenner is allegedly pregnant by Travis Scott. We know that. And gross. And Khloe Kardashian by Tristan Thompson. I'm a bit annoyed that Kim called her daughter North because surely they should have just maintained the K thing. Oh, do you think Kanye was going to be down for that? Well, so are you saying like Chloe's kids and Kylie's kids are going to have a K? No, I don't think they will. They should, though. It's already ruined, though. Kanye actually would have kept with it because he's got a K. He would have fit the bill. But I think he just didn't. I think Kanye is kind of in charge of naming the kids. It seems like. Well, his kid, yeah, but Kylie and Chloe. No, no, I know. But I'm saying like. It wasn't one of those things where, like, Christian or... Because I'm sure you know Christian or, like, walked into the, del- the delivery room after Kim gave birth to her first child and was like, so is it going to be Carson or Christy? And she was like, bitch, it's going to be North. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's Christine. I'm really thinking it's really thing. Christine Kardashian. Oh, Christy Kardashian. God. Christy's great. Oh, God, no, it's not. Kelly Kardashian. No. Um, well, none of these three sisters have officially confirmed their pregnancies yet. Because um, the weddings do it on one day. On the 10th anniversary. And that day? Obviously. Something's going to happen on that day. Yep. Obviously. It's like all of a sudden, like, so here's, here's what's going to happen. 10th anniversary. All of a sudden, Kim, Kylie, and Chloe come out wearing robes. And they've got a little hat on. They've got robes. They come out to the stage. Oh, no. What are you doing? And then they put all their hands together and they form a K no. with their fingers. How would they even do that? And it then... It doesn't make sense. Time stops. It's been the prophecy all along. 
the Kardashian prophecy. Oh God, I hate it so much. I want it to end. The tenth anniversary. No. That the prophecy no. says. The prophecy no. says that three women Mm-mm. on the tenth year. No, nope, never. Mm-mm. Of what? No. The world will end. No. That's I, the honestly. New it should. It should. Once three more Kardashians. Nineteen ninety nine. Two thousand and twelve. Two thousand seventeen. That's all I'm saying. I think it'd be two thousand eighteen. Gonna go sit back in my seat. Just so you know, Will is sitting back with a very smug look on his face, even though he should not look smug. That was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. The Kardashian, the Kardashian conspiracy with a K. Oh, that's the title of this episode. Kardashian conspiracy. Boom, baby. So dumb. So dumb. And all of a sudden, their eyes start glowing red and we all bow down to them. Okay, let's just stop with it. I think we're done. I think we're done with that. Could happen. Nope. Uh, no. It's impossible to know for sure that Christian are actually personally convinced three of her daughters to get pregnant all at the same time, all in time for the 10th anniversary of the family reality show. But the persistence of the rumor speaks to the contra- contradiction inherent to the way we see Kardashians. The Kardashians built their media empire on the idea that they are a family that viewers can be a part of. Where the modern-day Brady Bunch was an oft-repeated line in the first season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which is hilariously untrue. Like, in what world are, are any of us part of the Kardashian family? They're all, like, millionaires that just do whatever they want. Not the Brady Bunch. But they're not, because the Brady Bunch weren't millionaires that get, like, $250,000 for showing their ass on Instagram. Also, can I just point out how outrageous the Brady Bunch was? It's a 60s family stuck in modern-day America. It's terrifying. Think about that. No, it was... It was it was like relevant at its time. It was yeah, but the family were like a sixties family. They were like they all dressed in sixties clothes, and no one understood them. Like a weird family. But that's because. But I thought that was because they were from the sixties. They time traveled. No, it's it came out in the Brady Bunch is from. No, but all the more um, all the subsequent stuff would be they were living a sixties life, but in like the modern day world. So, like, people, they'd go to school, and they'd all be, like, in their 60s clothes, and people would be, like, dressing, like, when did the Brady 90s Bunch come out? and 2000s people. When did the Brady Bunch come out? Uh, the Brady Bunch original show came out ages ago, but they made movies after it. Oh, I had no... I was like, what are you talking about? The Brady Bunch is a really old show. No, no, no. They made, <laughs> they made a series of movies about it. And oh, I it, never saw those. That was the whole gag. Like, the think how weird the, the Brady Bunch family would have been to any outsider. Like, the Kardashians. <laughs> sure. All the pieces are moving around. No, no, it's not. No, I'm really done talking about this with you. <laughs> no. Um, uh, they would share every DUI, every argument around the family table. Every DUI. I love how that's part of this list. They would share every DUI, every argument around the family dinner table, every opulent quickie wedding with their audience because their audience was also their family. So basically the, the belief is just that, just that they built their brand around making storylines based yes. on their lives. Um, and so... I guess uh, because of the demand of that, obviously Chris Jenner is going to try to make some kind of like next generation Kardashian line of girls that can come back up and be like the new Kardashians. The new Kardashians. Do you think she'll like remain the matriarch when like North is 14 years old and starts posting stuff on Instagram? Um, I don't know. Like, do you think that that generation is going to keep going or do you think like we're the last generation that can like. I won't say appreciate the Kardashians, but appreciate the Kardashians. No, there's going to be a whole new generation. It's like, it's like you know, one of those reboots. It's but like I a feel reboot. Like, but that's what Kylie already is for Kim. No, she's OG, OG Kardashian. No, she's Jenner. 
Yeah, but you know, she kind of like. But no, I see first gen. First gen of keeping up with the Kardashians was Kim, Chloe, and Courtney all like making a mess and being crazy. Sure, but but Kendall and Kylie were in the first gen. Yeah, but they were children. They weren't like hypersexualized like their sisters. And then like true, six or seven years later, after they like grew up a little bit. Yeah, about six or seven years later. Then we have like, keeping up with Kylie. True. Is it called Keeping Up With Kylie? It's, it, it, uh, it depends what how you want to view it. Because you could be like, okay, well, they were the first bit of the family. And then the second bit of the family is who we're seeing now. We've got North. We've got Saint. But they're all children right And now. then we've got, two other, we've got three other kids coming. Three other kids. There's going to be five of them. That's what I'm saying. Is this five. Ne- is that the next gen? Yeah. It's the next gen. It's the next class. Ugh. Keeping Up With Kardashians, the next class. Stop it. Stop looking at me like you're satisfied with yourself. It's so bad. It's a bad idea and it's bad. Well, that's what's going to happen, though. It's just fact. That's what's just going to happen. And if you... But what I'm saying is Christian are going to be able to manage them because she's going to be, like, 80 when they are, like, finally... Like... I don't know. She'll probably have her own baby and then she, that will become... Chris? That will become the... She's, like, 55. That will become the new manager. It just comes out as a manager. Whoa, it's like already like, it's like 32. Talking on phone, like talking on those like phones, like one of those like flip phones. And she's like, what? Flip phones. Yeah, she pulls up the antenna. <laughs> she's like kind of in the nose. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think we should draw a line here. I think we should stop this. I think we should stop this. Unfamiliar territory. Yeah. Um, I think we had a little too much fun in this episode. I'm <laughs> sorry, guys. That was, you know, we went uh, from B.O.B. to to lost civilizations to losing our minds over the Kardashians. <laughs> but um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you have anything that you'd like to comment on in this, uh, feel free to tweet at us at Arden Rose or at Will Derbyshire. We're always there hanging out. Once again, thank you to Phoebe for sending us over um, that beautiful article that made this podcast at least somewhat educational. Yes. And um, yeah, we will uh, chat with you guys next week. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you guys.